The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our podcast is brought to you by Combank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 9th of April. In your Squiz today, a few protests, Israel votes, a warning about our measles outbreak, and there's an app for everything. This is your Squiz today. Yesterday, Claire, we saw a protest cause disruption in Melbourne as well as for businesses across our regional centres. In the end, 50 or so vegan protesters were arrested. What was their beef? (laughs) (laughs) It's very insensitive of you, Kate, given they're protesting for a vegan world where animals aren't exploited. That's really what they're aimed at. I couldn't help myself. Such an obvious joke. But reports say further protests are expected in Sydney, Brisbane and Hobart this week. The Prime Minister has said that those protests were un-Australian. And on the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison had a bit of trouble with some of his own protests whilst in Brisbane. He did. He was speaking at a gathering of business leaders at a lunch in Brizzy and uh, was interrupted a number of times by anti-Adani mine protesters. That, of course, has to do with the big coal mine operation that's being proposed in the Galilee Basin up there. It's been an issue for many, many years, and it seems that Melissa Price, who's the Environment Minister, uh, may well have the last big decision of the current government in front of her. Uh, Some Colleagues of hers are threatening her uh, about uh, making a decision to give that operation its final environmental sign-offs and um, it's particularly pertinent because Bill Shorten, who there's no guarantee will support Adani, he hasn't really said one way or another where Labor stands on it, Um, but what he has said is that if there are approvals given in this government, he wouldn't seek to overturn them if he became Prime Minister after the election. So it's a nail-bite at this one and one to watch this week. Those protesters have been active for a long time, many, many years. Expect to see them a lot during an election campaign. Um, to world news, more than 6 million Israelis will vote today with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu going for a third consecutive term. Yeah, and it would be his fifth term in total, uh, which would be record-breaking um, for Israel. Uh, he's not, though, having an easy run into it. Uh, he's a bit under a cloud with corruption charges pending. Uh, also, there's just the, the politics of it all. His centre-right party is under challenge from an emerging group of of centrists known as the Blue and White Alliance. Um, That election is on today. Of course, Palestine and the relationship, um, particularly along the border there, is a top-of-mind issue and it's certainly one that the international community will be watching. And Donald Trump has announced, no surprises via Twitter, that the Secretary of Homeland Security, Kirsten Nielsen, is leaving her job. Yes, leaving her job is, is one way of putting it. She was pretty much sacked Mm. on Sunday night. Uh, Apparently Donald Trump has become increasingly frustrated at the rate of change there, particularly about uh, the border wall and the recent influx of migrants uh, on uh, particularly undocumented migrants coming over the Mexican border there uh, and reports this morning say that we can expect other senior homeland security figures to also be on the chopping block this week. 
And in other notable news out of the US, the government has declared Iran's military force a foreign terrorist organisation. That's the first time the US has given another nation's military that label. What's the significance of this, Claire? And the significance is, of course, the relationship between US and Iran goes from um, bad to worse and that really was um, not just kicked off but certainly furthered when the US walked away from that um, nuclear pact with uh, around Iran um, earlier um, in the piece. So, yeah, it's a relationship that's not on a good footing. Back here, property business domain's share price has taken a bit of a dive. It has, and 7% was taken off its share price yesterday. That's because Macquarie Wealth Management put out a report saying that it thought that it wasn't a a particularly high-performing stock at the moment. Um, That's really uh, in relation to the downturn in the property market and the number of listings um, that have been going down, and it reckons that its share price at the moment is particularly overvalued. So that's what that price drop had to do with yesterday and just another sign in the in the whole property price downturn. Yeah, that's right. And um, a headline that's been kicking around a lot is about uh, this measles outbreak that we're seeing. The 84th case was recorded and confirmed yesterday. To put that in perspective, 103 cases were recorded across the whole of the year in 2018. What's happening here? It seems to be unvaccinated travellers who are bringing it to Australia and it's highly contagious. So um, it's then spreading at a rate of knots at the moment. And New South Wales Health, um, the main advisor there, Dr Jeremy McNulty, uh, yesterday said that really if you're heading overseas, um, you might want to think about making sure that your vaccinations uh, are up to date. And it was interesting to see that people born before 1966 are considered to have a natural immunity to measles. But if you're born after that, um, if you don't think that you've had your two doses of the vaccine, you can go to a GP and get that for free. And of course, for babies, and this is one of the main considerations, poor little babies getting measles, um, if they're heading overseas, they can get a shot early uh, at nine months old rather than waiting to the 12 months old for the standard course of vaccination. Is that just here in New South Wales? No, that's nationally. Nationally. Um, Finally, in this Quiz Today email, there's a link to a New York Times article about an app launched by Chinese President Xi Jinping called Study the Great Nation. It's one of these things that um, since Xi Jinping last year was announced pretty much to be have free reign of the China Communist Party um, to be its leader forevermore and announcing that his doctrine, uh, his view of the world would be elevated to the level of um, the Mao Zedong um, era, um, there's been an interesting sort of uptake, I guess, of um, how people can uh, really study that word and and, um, understand it and practice it. And this app and the way that um, uh, employers and schools and, and those sorts of institutions are then implementing it is really interesting. The app itself is basically gamified. So it's all about earning points for the sort of knowledge that you gather from the app. So uh, if that's something you're interested in, definitely have a read of that article. It's it's fascinating to say the least. The subject line today. There's a lot of really great protest songs, uh, of course, from back in the 60s. And Bob Dylan's um, The Answer Is Blown In The Wind has to be one of those. So that's what I've gone for this morning. 
Oh, lovely. Love that song. Reminds me of Forrest Gump. It's on oh, the Forrest yeah, Gump yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Um, don't forget to sign up to our new email, Squiz the Election, if that's something you're interested in. Once an election is called, it will arrive in your inbox from 5.30pm Sunday to Thursday up until polling day. It'll get you across all the campaign trail happenings, policy announcements, the gaffes, the lot. Um, a link to sign up is included in your episode notes via the Squiz Today email or on our website. I reckon that's all from us today, Claire. Anything That'll else? do. Yep. No, all good for me. Whipped through it. Enjoy your Tuesday yep. and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. Are you?